Hello, hello. Welcome to my podcast, The Imperfect Therapist. That's me. My name is Stephanie Mayberry. I'm a licensed professional counselor and your host. Each week, I'll dive into a topic related to anxiety, perfectionism, or self-love, sprinkled in with some of my own life experiences. My goal is to educate you, inspire you, and empower you to manage your anxiety and learn to love your imperfect self. Let's go. You know that inner voice that expresses disapproval, criticism, judgment of our actions, that critic is fluent in criticizing our appearance, our intelligence, our emotions, pretty much anything about us. It might sound like, ugh, you look awful, or you're so ugly, or you're not smart enough, or why are you feeling that way? You shouldn't feel that way. And the presence of that inner voice can be very painful and is often related to anxiety, depression, and other mental health difficulties. But what if I told you that there was a way you could understand your inner critic and form a healthy relationship with it? So that's what we'll be talking about today. I'm going to share a little bit about how that inner critic, that inner voice develops from our childhood experiences and how that is related to our inner child. So this week's topic is going to be how to soothe your inner child and calm your inner critic. So I know that my inner critic can be really loud and harsh sometimes and it definitely contributes to my own anxiety and if you are someone experiencing anxiety, perfectionism, I am sure you can agree that that inner voice, that inner critic is often very loud and very harsh. So part of reframing that inner critic or learning how to heal that is understanding its connection to our inner child. And it's important to understand how our inner critic develops. So in a nutshell, our inner voice develops in childhood and it's shaped by the way that we are spoken to. And whether that's in a loving way or an encouraging way or versus angry or critical way, and that could come from any person in our lives or people in our lives. So parents, caregiver, teachers, peers, um, anyone, those, the things that we hear get imprinted in our mind. And we then learn to kind of divide our world into good or bad as kids and we behave accordingly. So we develop both the positive voice that's encouraging and the inner critic that is the opposite, that is harsh and Um, critical, and that is the voice that appears to correct us. And so typically, the more that you are exposed to criticism, rejection, just negative messages in general, the louder that inner critic becomes. And the problem with this is that our inner critic appears in adulthood, the same way it does in our childhood. It tries to correct our behavior and keep us safe from that embarrassment or shame that we probably felt as a 
little helpless child and it carries with it that underlying fear that our actions are you know unacceptable or will be rejected and so in a way that inner critic is trying to keep us safe but it's doing that in an unproductive or unhelpful way and it often comes out in those very vulnerable situations when we've made a mistake or we're second guessing our choices or we're interacting with strangers those are very common situations where that inner critic might come up. So I'm going to give an example of just how this inner critic or inner voice can come up um, just in life. So this is just an example, not necessarily a personal one, um, but let's just say you're kind of in the middle of like a vulnerable, intimate, intimate encounter with your partner. Um, you're feeling really happy and connected, and then maybe all of a sudden you do notice that you're really stuck in your thoughts or worried about your flaws and that inner voice is becoming louder and kind of shaming with negative self-talk, and you're finding that it's a struggle to like be, be present in that interaction with your partner because your inner critic is you know, bombarding you. And when we feel that shame or we feel those negative feelings towards ourselves, we feel that something makes us so flawed that we don't deserve to be in that connection with other people. So shame, those negative feelings disconnect us. They make us feel alone and cause us to withdraw, withdraw as a way to comfort and and soothe and this is obviously not helpful um but this does explain kind of those more um withdrawing types of people or avoidant people um this is likely you know a behavioral pattern that goes on for that type of person and this doesn't only happen with you know, intimate encounters, it can happen in any type of relationship or really in any situation. And believe it or not, our inner critic ultimately does want us to be happy. It wants us to have everything we desire, but it does that by communi communicating to us in a really negative and harsh way, which again is not helpful. So taming our inner critic might feel really impossible, especially if you know, that voice is really loud, um, but there are some steps that you can take in order to, again, start to soothe that inner child and in turn calm that inner critic. Okay, so what is an inner child? I've said that term a few times now and um, some of you might be familiar with the idea of this inner child and some of you might be like what the heck is that so our inner child is part of ourselves that that's been present since we were you know conceived and there when we were young and developing into our you know tender self so from infancy all the way you know through our middle school high school years and 
The inner child can often recall good experiences as well as those childhood fears, traumas, neglect, significant loss, and it can be hard to pinpoint the exact event that, you know, triggers us or starts those internal patterns, Um, but those childhood memories, experiences are essentially what then start to contribute to that inner critic. And we all have this. I have an inner child. You have an inner child. Everyone does. And it's part of your subconscious that has been picking up on all those messages um, before we were able to really even process them like emotionally and mentally. And it holds emotions and memories and beliefs from the past as well as our hopes and dreams for the future. So we all have this inner child within us. We all have childhood emotional wounds. Um, Those emotional wounds, you know, come with us into adulthood. And those are essentially that, that inner voice, that inner critic, our insecurities. And that you know, core belief that we have about ourselves that, you know, we're not good enough or we'll never be successful or we don't deserve to be loved or whatever that sounds like for you that, you know, those insecurities are a product of our childhood emotional wounds. And if your inner child is walking around with, you know, 50 pounds of pain, you probably feel like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. And if, your inner child lived with instability or uncertainty or danger, you're probably, you know, holding back from making changes. And your inner child or inner critic is probably very fearful and afraid to try new things. Um, But to, you know, get unstuck and to heal those childhood wounds, um, kind of the first way to do that is to allow ourselves to um, just access that inner child and be observant and aware of it. Okay, so the underlying issue here is that when we have childhood emotional wounds, that inner child that is not healed, we most likely do have a very harsh and criticizing inner voice, and that essentially keeps us stuck. It makes it really hard for us to grow as individuals and heal and kind of just live, you know, the way we want to and feel joy and hope for the future. So we cannot hate ourselves into a version that we love. We can't have this criticizing voice and judgment and shame towards ourselves and also love ourselves. So we need to learn to heal that inner child and heal that inner criticism. And essentially, if we can do that, then we can find ourselves, you know, in a place of happiness and joy and hope for the future. Instead of in a place of anxiety and fear or depression. So step number one, first thing we want to do is get curious about your inner critic. 
So I want you to ask yourself a few questions about that inner voice, that inner critic. And the first question is, what tone of voice is it in? There's usually a specific voice or a specific person that that, you know, criticism has come from at some point in your life and that, you know, we turn that into our own voice with that's not reality. That didn't come from us originally. So what tone of voice is it in? Who is the voice, you know, behind this, this criticism? Who has said this to me before? Second question, what does my inner critic specialize in? Does it specialize in not being good enough, being a bad person, being stupid, being fat, or ugly, what is its specialty? And third question to ask, how is it making me feel? Do I feel ashamed? Do I feel guilty? Do I feel embarrassed? Do I feel anxious? Do I feel depressed? And getting curious about our inner critic is the best way to um, just access that inner child and learn about it and kind of realize what has led to that inner voice. Um, and we need to be able to recognize it and kind of know how it developed to be able to change it. So then the second step is to practice catching that self-judgment when it comes up. When you notice that inner critic is coming out and you're starting to feel that self-judgment, start to challenge this by asking yourself or telling yourself, hey, you know, the way we are talking to ourselves right now is not helpful. And maybe what's another way that I can think about this? Just as an example, if you're, if you have something, you know, kind of difficult coming up and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get this done or I'll never be able to do this. Um, that's that, you know, inner critic. How can you think about this a different way? Okay, let's think about this. I have had many difficult things come up in my life already. How did I get through those? I've made it this far already. How did I get through, you know, everything that I have gotten through? And so by thinking through and kind of problem solving that way helps you to calm that critic, remind yourself that um, we are capable individuals and not, you know, maybe that helpless inner child, right? And the third step in kind of approaching our inner critic and inner child and starting to challenge and heal that is to respond to that inner critic, you know, as if you're talking to your five-year-old self. So that little you, I want you to picture that little version of you um, when you're hearing those harsh words coming up in your mind and I want you to respond as you know yourself in your five-year-old body and talk to yourself as if you are you know your that five-year-old version of yourself and so this you know an example of how you might do this so let's say that inner critic is um coming up you might have like a big social event coming up and um maybe that inner critic is telling you like you know this is going to be terrible, you're, you know, people are going to judge you, you're not going to be able to talk to anyone, you're going to sound so stupid, it's going to be a terrible time. 
talking to your five-year-old self um, with support and empathy and compassion might sound like, I understand you're feeling terrified of being rejected or feeling judged, but you are such a kind person and caring person and you always seem to make friends easily. And by doing this, you're taming that inner critic because you're showing it that, you know, support and love that it needed, that you needed as a child. And so you're, you know, reframing that inner voice, that inner critic by doing this. And this concept is called reparenting, reparenting your inner child. And by doing this, you're, you know, creating like new pathways in your, in your brain and in your mind. And when you're nourishing and healing and supporting that inner child, you're changing that, you know, trajectory of words that your mind is hearing. And so if you are feeding yourself with that compassion and kindness and support that you needed as a child, your inner voice is going to follow and that inner voice is going to become encouraging and compassionate towards yourself. Okay, so just to recap for today, um, in order to be able to calm our inner critic and kind of get to this place of self-compassion and self-love, we need to kind of follow those three steps. We need to get curious about our inner critic. We need to kind of investigate where that inner voice developed. We need to practice catching that self-judgment. And then we need to reparent that inner child, reparent, re- you know, respond to those emotional wounds with support and empathy and kindness and compassion. And so essentially, you know, calming our inner critic is building self-compassion. And like I have talked a bit about in my past episodes, um, self-compassion is really what we need to get to a place of self-love. So, by challenging your inner critic, you're healing your inner child, you're creating self-compassion and essentially um, leading yourself down a road to self-love. So I hope this episode was helpful. You can find me on Instagram at The Imperfect Therapist. Um, I'd love to hear ideas for future episodes if you have them. So head on over there and send those my way and I'll see you next week. just your weekly reminder that you are imperfect, but you are so worthy right now in this moment, just the way you are.